As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty freaking important. So our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. going on guys welcome into the dnvr nuggets podcast here on a sunday night harrison wind and brendan vote still at pepsi center we're presented of course by davidson's beer wine and spirits notice when we don't have adam hosting the podcast just get that uh nice and seamless get that read in right off the top it's not that hard as it turns out (laughs) but wow what a what a night tonight a lot to talk about Mm. for sure the nuggets eked out a uh close one over the sacramento kings 119 uh or actually that's not the final score don't have my uh, internet running here 121 15 uh, denver almost gave it away but man a lot to talk about the hmm. uh, the michael porter jr game i think we should lead with that yeah you think? what do you think <laughs> michael porter jr gets his first start obviously not a debut obviously not the first time we've seen him with the starters but his first start and man i thought he looked pretty darn good in that first stint man the whole game really but yeah, here's where I'll start with Porter because we've talked about this a lot this year. Everything we've looked at that's been thrown Porter's way, we've kind of looked at it as a test, right? Sure. You know, he gets the first run of his NBA career in the preseason. That's a test that he passed. Um, you know, he's in and out of the rotation. That's a test to see how he handles it. He's playing with the starters. He's playing with the bench. All these things are tests, and uh, I think he's passed a lot of them. I think yep. he's passed a lot more than he's failed. And this was another test, you know, throwing him into the starting lineup and place a Gary Harris, really. And they moved Will Barton up to the two, inserted Porter at small forward. How was he going to handle it? And, you know, I just thought from like a composure standpoint, from a readiness standpoint, he looked ready to be out there. And uh, I think that was kind of uh, my first big takeaway from especially just watching him in that first stint. Yeah, I think Michael Malone said after the game that he thinks sometimes early success can can retard development and Michael Porter Jr. has had to earn everything those were his words and he said he earned the right to start tonight Harrison I think he after tonight he earned the right to get at least another look should an injury call for it Mm. right if not more minutes in the rotation uh, alongside the starters look defensively it's gonna be a work in progress so I almost don't even really want to address it like he's gonna look (laughs) bad the next time and the next time but how do you look offensively with the program in rhythm and confident. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his game tonight, 8 of 10 from the floor. I think he started, what, 6 of 6 or 7 of 7? Seven. 6 of 6, yeah. He just got to his spots. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Porter, he's not a blow-by guy. He's not going to take his man off the dribble. He just doesn't have that quick gene, doesn't have that quick first step. Yep. But he's so tall, he's so long that you know, he can get to that step back whenever he wants. He can just kind of run over guys and jump over them when he's around the rim. And um, his offensive night tonight was kind of just a demonstration of that, I thought. Just got to wherever he wanted on the floor, even though he has trouble getting past his defender right now. And uh, got a lot of shots that he likes to take. A lot of the shots you know you see in his high school mixtapes, a lot of the shots we've seen him hit, early in this season or the ones he got tonight I thought and 
hey, he crashed the offensive glass again. That was something, again, that's kind of been a constant with him so far. Yeah, that fir- one of the first signs for him, you know, in terms of the cloth that he's cut from as a scorer, he he already knows where his spots are. Yeah, He's got more than one. He knows where they are, and he just wants to get there and, and pull up from there. And I don't know. I just think that's the mark of, like, a, a lethal score. And Denver doesn't have a lot of I know where my spots are and let me get to them guys. You know, they kind of create that space via ball movement ideally. So it is it is interesting and fun to have a kind of not breakdown guy, but a shoot over the top of you guy. Yeah. Nobody can block a shot. No one. I, I was thinking to myself, man, how nice is it to be a 6'10 guard? Because that's what Porter is. He's really a guard right, right. now. And he's his shot is unblockable. You know, even if somebody closes out really hard on him on the perimeter, he can get a three-pointer off. And then, you know, around the rim, it just looks so easy for him. Um, he's must-see TV right now. And, Absolute must-see TV. No doubt. And you, I thought that that was a good point because he really is kind of like a shooting guard. And I think often, depending on the lineups he's out there with and against, he might draw small forward shooting guard defensive assignments. And the way he sort of attacks that glass, you know, when guys are falling asleep, when guys are ball-watching, I mean, he's a real threat as a cutter, as an offensive rebounder, um, and even just spacing the floor. I know the three-point shot hasn't been great yet, but you see glimpses of a guy who can shoot, I think, 36 to 40 percent. Oh, yeah, and the more shots he gets to go down in non-garbage time minutes, that's going to be the key for him because it's just totally a different mental state when you're trying to shoot shots in garbage time when there's nothing on the line compared to when you're taking shots in a tight game. I do want to go back to what Michael Malone said after the game that you brought up a couple minutes sure. ago. That I thought Malone had a lot of great points, and we've talked about this a lot, and there's kind of a lot to get into here. But Malone's message after the game was pretty much, and he was asked about this, but he hopes that when Porter looks back on his rookie season and looks back at how you know he went from top overall prospect in high school, obviously the injuries over the last couple of years, and having to really work his way into a rotation, a really good rotation. He hopes that he's going to look back on it and be appreciative of the long journey and how tough it was for him to get to this point. And I thought that was on point. And I think Porter, he he pretty much said in the locker room that he thinks he'll look back on it and appreciate it as well. And I just think what it's taken him to get to this point, not giving him too much too soon, making him work for these minutes is going to pay off in the long run. Me too. I think it's key to potentially getting the best version out of Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, sure, if he's in Chicago or Atlanta, you know, this is a longer leash. That Band-Aid's been ripped off by now. But also, is he developing good habits, winning habits? The stuff he's had to do to get on the court is stuff he's never had to do before in his career. Sit on the bench. Stay patient. Focus on defense and rebounding. So we know what he is. We know who he is at his core. But this is your shot now. He's malleable right now. He's impressionable. He's coachable. This is your shot to mold him into, I think, a more complete, a more mature player with a good understanding of what it takes to succeed, not on the basketball court, but in the NBA, which obviously is a different animal. I think we've just learned a lot about his character. Mm. And... Just taking a step back, man, I have been really, really impressed with how he's handled this season. Have to be. I, I can't I, – I, I just like almost run out of words to say like how impressed I am with just how he stayed so even-keeled mentally uh, because he, he could have complained. He could have bitched and moaned when you know he wasn't getting consistent minutes, especially with you know, what everybody was saying about him over the summer. But 
he's been humbled, and I really, truly believe that, and I think that's the best thing for him moving forward. I wrote a story in Philly at the end of the road trip about how I asked him, you know, if it's getting tough or whatever to not be in rhythm, and and he mentioned that he needs to talk to coach again. I bring this up to reiterate, you know, I wish everyone could have been in the room because he wasn't complaining. I think he was talking openly. Maybe a lesson learned in not going through the media, but... The point is, like his his perspective on this has been, I think, healthy and mature the whole way, mm-hmm. um, and, and and he's been honest too that it hasn't been easy. But I think part of part of having to go through what he did in college in terms of the injuries, I think has has humbled him to this this sort of simple basketball philosophy of I'm just happy to be here, uh, and and I think that's been good for him actually. And, and the final thing I've got on kind of Malone's post game comments, I remember when we talked about this over the summer. And that Denver has kind of had a track record of, okay, they've drafted a lot of guys, you know, in the first round, some in the lottery, from Jamal Murray to Malik Beasley and Wancho and guys that have entered this Nuggets program. You've had to earn your minutes. Mm. Nothing has been given to, you know, really anybody on this team, no matter how high of a draft pick they were. Even Jamal Murray didn't come in and start immediately. And, um, I remember us kind of thinking, yeah, it would be a good idea if the Nuggets put Porter on that same track. Right. And, you know, here we are uh, a third of the way through the season, and that's what's happened. And like I said earlier, I think it's going to be really good for him in the long run. And it's 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 weird, man, because he is that good that there's a reason we, we can't stop talking about him. And so much of the conversation about a team that's on pace to maybe even win the West is about this kid. Um, but it's a weird dynamic because they do, in fact, have bigger fish to fry. They mm-hmm. have to win every game right now because that those top two seeds will be important. What did you think of the way Malone handled it in terms of he did play him in the second half, end of the third, early fourth, so that he didn't have to make that tough decision of, will I let him close the game out? He, I think he found a way to kind of get the best of both worlds. There. Yeah, I thought it was a really good call. And that was kind of the most curious thing that we were all looking forward to in the second half. Porter has his great first half, getting all his shots to go, getting to his spots. Was he going to play in crunch time minutes? And then Malone starts him in the second half and then reinserts him with the bench kind of beginning of the fourth quarter. I think he came on right at the start of the fourth. And so, you know, if the situation called for it, I'm sure he would have played crunch time. Uh, But Denver, I I think, wise to get their veterans out there. So uh, late in the game. So I thought Malone handled it well. And I like how he kind of divvied up minutes tonight in regards to him. Now the tough, interesting thing is where do we go from here? Yeah. Because he played tonight. He started tonight, I should say, because guys were hurt. Mm-hmm. And and guys, hopefully, ideally, are healthy going forward. So what does Michael Malone do with MPJ now? And, and what does this potentially do to MPJ's head, who just earned the right to start, definitely earned the right to start again, in theory, in a vacuum, but might not get to? It's a tough spot. Yeah, so, I mean, if Gary Harris is playing, when do they play the Rockets? On Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Porter's obviously sliding back to the bench. And I have to think with what he's been through this season and how he kind of has a good grasp of how things are working in Denver. He he knows he's on a really deep team that won 54 games last year. He's very aware of that, and I think he's accepting of that and how his role might fluctuate because of that. Um, But I remember I've always said that this homestand was kind of going to be a trial run for him. 
But I got to think that trial run obviously extends here. And I think we'll definitely see his minutes increase even more. You know, he was playing like around 10 minutes a game before tonight. I think the Nuggets look to get him more minutes and keep getting him run with the starters. So I think this is an upward trajectory for him. I brought this up on the last pod, but when I watch him, I I just think to myself in, in pleasant surprise, this is a Jokic player. Yeah, and and I just that's all I could think tonight is yeah. like, man, the way I love the way I don't know if that was by design via Malone or Jokic's intentions, but they went to MPJ right away early. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic was trying to find him, and I just love the way that Denver's best player, best passer, looks for him when they're on the floor together. Yeah, their Porter's first four points of this game, uh, they went to him on the first possession that C corner action that they usually are running for Millsap that. Like they've Nuggets have been running this play for three years yep. and nobody can stop it still. Don't know why. <laughs> it's like if you switch that pick in the corner, you've got a point guard on Millsap because yep. it's Murray setting that screen. If you stay with your man, he's going to have the whole lane. If you mess up the communication, Jokic will pick you apart. <laughs> yeah. No team can stop this play, but the Nuggets went to it on their first possession, got Porter a layup, and then uh, he got fouled on it when they went back to that a little bit later. Um, obviously, like defensively, like you said, it's still a big work in progress. He messed up a lot on the defensive end of the floor today. I mean, we got to come out and say that. He had a lot of screw-ups there. Straight up pick the wrong guy, yeah, you know, just after like rebounds. Baffling and, mistakes that yeah. even, you know, second-year guys are, 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 aren't making. Uh, so he's still got to get a lot better defensively. And, you know, I'm not ready to sit here and say, oh, he's going to be playing in the playoffs yeah. because he had this game. Right. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd say he still probably isn't playing in the playoffs just because you can't rely on him defensively, and he's still got a long way to go there. That's exactly it. It's you know, People have been trying to figure out you know what happened to Malik Beasley this year, and granted the rotation's really deep, but if Malone doesn't feel like he can trust you defensively and you're not Jamal or Nicola, it's an uphill climb. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if he's not closing these games out in December, then he's definitely not going to be playing in the playoffs for yeah. now. But, I mean, tonight, man, uh, tonight... Obviously, his best game as a pro, and really one of the few peaks I think we've had into a vision of what this team could look like if Michael Porter Jr. is at small forward, starting and playing, you know, thirty minutes a night. And in my opinion, uh, from what he flashed tonight and what we know is in his toolbox, I mean, if he can reach his potential, if he can reach. 85% of his potential and be that small forward around this current core, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic. I mean, this is the championship contending team. Yes, that's the internal path to leaping from top of Tier 2 to Tier 1. Yeah. For sure. I think Michael Malone said after the game when asked about his thought process, he liked the matchup with Sack, and he said, what are we waiting for? Michael Porter is a big part of our future, and tonight we saw glimpses of So did of Michael that. Malone have this pregame epiphany that – and this thought that he didn't have for the first I month were, and a half of this season. I put that quote out. I think a lot of Nuggets fans were thinking, yeah, dude, <laughs> no kidding. No, but like like we said on this podcast before, we've all been very supportive and very behind how Malone has handled this situation. Sure, sure. Because this is, again, we've stressed this point, but it deserves to be said again. This is such a unique situation. To have a rookie as talented as Porter is, a guy who's been the number one rated player in his class for so, so long, and to have him on a 54-win team that brought back every everyone, 
uh, from their rotation last year and has sky expectations. It's a very unique situation. It's been tough to navigate, but I think Denver is still continuing to do the right thing. All right, a lot more to get to from this game for sure. Got to talk about the Breck Brewery of the day or the Breck Brew of the day. Talking about Strawberry Sky mm. on today's podcast. Man, one of my favorites from uh, Breck Brew. It's light. It's delicious. Michael Porter Jr. I don't know if he's a beer drinker, but he probably deserves a couple Strawberry Skies yeah, after this one. Uh, but make sure to check it out uh, if you're out at the bar, uh, your local liquor store, really wherever you uh, shop for beer. The Strawberry Sky from Breck Brew. I used to say that it was just a uh, summer beer, but I had one a couple of weeks ago, so I'm yeah. reneging. Still good in the winter. It's an all-seasonal beer. all Good for all four seasons. Also, got to tell, tell you guys about our friends over at Mile High Green Cross. These guys offer an experience that you won't forget. Mile High Green Cross has award-winning products. Check out this year's Cannabis Cup winning products when you head to their website. They're giving, they're giving the DNVR fam $5 off your purchase of $25 or more if you mention this ad. They also offer a variety of CBD products from edibles to concentrates to cartridges. And Mile High Green Cross prides themselves on their customer service and it shows. Every single time you pop in, you will receive one-on-one attention with one of their seasoned sales associates. Not to mention they have everyday low prices on in-house products, $99 pre-packed ounces and V3 Hasorial bulk deals, five cartridges for 100 bucks. They also offer outdoor pricing, what they advertise, what you pay. If you don't have cash, that's all right. Mile High Green Cross now accepts Hyper. And also what's even better is the amount of time you spend in the dispensary on average from the time you walk in from the time you walk out is only... Oh, I'm supposed to know it. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. I know that's super important for me in my hectic, crazy life. They are informative and speedy. Head downtown today and check out Mile High Green Cross, conveniently located at 9th and Broadway, and they also offer parking in the back. Remember, mention this ad and receive 5 bucks off your purchase of $25 or more. Right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote. Another Nuggets win. Nuggets have won nine of ten. We circled that. <laughs> we circled this ten game stretch that just wrapped up, and we said, "Man, wouldn't it be great if they can go eight and two? We think right. they can go eight and two. Nine, nine and one. Yeah. Nine bad. and one in their last ten. Twenty three and nine now. Best start in franchise history continues. <laughs> I actually asked a couple of people about this in the locker room tonight, like. We know Denver is flying under the radar. We're not surprised about that. I don't really care, nope. like to be honest. I'm not one of those who was like, why isn't ESPN talking about the Nuggets? I just don't really care. Better for us professionally, yeah, to be honest. More for us. Yeah. But I was curious if anybody in the Nuggets locker room really cared. I don't think they do. I think they're fine with it. I think they're fine flying under the radar. And um, I think Michael Malone called it Quiet Storm last year. <laughs> Quiet Storm. <laughs> So that's what that's what's uh, continuing here. I guess let's just kind of go down the box score, should we? Sure, I'm with it. Um, Nikola Jokic tonight, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists, seven of eight from the field. I don't know. I felt like Jokic wasn't like as locked in as he's I been agree. over the last couple of games. Kind of a mediocre night by his standards. The four turnovers. Um, he did go seven of eight from the field, but only eight shots. Yeah, in a game that actually did get pretty tight in the fourth. Um, but mostly I was just thinking about his demeanor tonight. 
He looked a little frustrated. He picked up that frustration foul for foul number three. That was, was a bad one. Yeah, really bad. That and was I, bad. I think he was mad at himself. And yeah. He had an opportunity to run around and play defense and get the ball back, and he chose to foul. But then just a couple of small, I don't mean to make a big deal out of it, but just body language issues. So just kind of a weird night from him altogether. Yeah, that take foul, the Euro foul, whatever you want to call it, to stop a fast break, that was such a bad foul. That was his third late in the second. It was like three minutes left. It's not like Sack had numbers. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't want to get back. It was bad, and then obviously he didn't play for the rest of the quarter, and the Kings got a couple more baskets. His demeanor, his composure has been so much better this year, mm-hmm. but that is a part of his game that he's still got got to clean up. Yeah, it's worth noting that we haven't talked about it much this year, yeah. have we? And this is yeah. really the first one. Um, so I bring it up just because I would say it's a, it's a blip on uh, – well, it's otherwise been a pretty good stretch for Jokic here from that standpoint. It seemed like some of his frustration tonight came from the fact that guys weren't in the spots where yes. he thought they'd be. just going to bring that up. Yep. Um, there were a couple times where Jokic and Grant weren't on the same page. I remember that alley-oop Jokic tried to throw to Grant right. and Jeremy just didn't jump as soon as he should. I think and he was double-teamed in the post and went to whip it to the left corner. Um, Michael Porter Jr. hadn't rotated down right and there's just nobody down, there, there was nobody there yeah. which is a good which was strangely like a fun glimpse into Jokic's mind because mm-hmm. he's throwing those passes to where like a quarterback to where guys should be yeah so he, he didn't necessarily see mpj he thought he'd be there he wasn't um yeah i think all that stuff it, it contributes to what Jokic calls playing the right way i don't think my guess is he probably didn't feel they were tonight yeah and you didn't have gary harris out there who would have been in that michael porter jr spot and probably would have known to slide over to the corner there when Jokic was going kind of into his move progression. So, yeah, just another thing Porter's got to get used to there. Uh, But, I mean, let's just talk about kind of the game flow a little bit because Denver was really up for most of this game. And uh, after the first quarter, which the Kings led by one after 12 minutes, and, and then Denver really had the lead for most of this one. And then the last five minutes were just, nearly this like choke job for the Nuggets although the game was really never in doubt but um Denver certainly made it interesting and then uh I mean Sacramento shot 53% from the field 38% from three got up 34 threes in this game I just felt like Denver didn't really guard for a lot of this one yeah the first and fourth quarter they certainly didn't I mean they weren't even trying they did low-key kind of clamp it down a little in the second and the third but I don't know what else to say it's just this team's MO man they Mm -hmm. are not gonna do the the to blow you out by the third quarter thing. Right. A positive sign, I thought, 28 of 31 from the line. 31 free throw attempts for Denver. That's got to be their most in quite a bit. For sure. Uh, A team that does not get to the line at all. The Nuggets have taken the third fewest free throws, third fewest free throws per game in the league this year. So I thought that was a really good sign uh, to get to the line 31 times. Um, Jamal Murray. 3 of 10 from the field today, 3 of 6 from 3. The only three field goals he made were threes. You never see that with him. Yeah. And um, I don't. he's been pretty inconsistent here as of late. You know, the first two, three weeks of the season, I think you and I both thought we might be seeing the beginning of him maybe turning a corner. Yeah. And he got a little banged up, and ever since then he's been pretty inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And the lows are looking pretty low right now. I don't want to bang on him too hard, but you're not – There have been multiple instances where the offense has looked great, the ball has been popping, and Jamal himself has struggled, right? So Mm -hmm. their success has had very little to do with him. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Will Barton, 8 of 14 from the floor, 30 minutes, 5 rebounds. Another great assist from him, or a great just all-around game from him. And uh, Barton's career year continues. He's putting up career numbers and field goal percentage, three-point percentage, rebounds. So, I mean, he's been everywhere this year. And then uh, Denver went with Jeremy Grant also in the starting lineup today after going with Mason Plumley in place of Paul Millsap the other night. I thought Grant was pretty good tonight. Yeah. Jeremy Grant is shooting above 40% from three (laughs) this season. And I tweeted this out during the game. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, He started 10 of 38 from three this season. Since then, he's 34 of 69. Wow. 49%. So he's up above 41% on, uh, from three on the season. So what a turnaround for him. He was pretty good tonight. I think that's got to be mostly like the types of threes he's taking, right? To the, the first half you mentioned, so many of those were, well, the bench has nothing doing, so mm-hmm. I'll just jack it up. But lately he's finding himself open at the end of good possessions, taking shots in rhythm. And then the bench, uh, I thought, had some decent moments Malik Beasley provided some good juice as he normally does one of five from three but five of 12 overall Wancho oh of five from the field oh of five from three I have very little confidence that a Wancho's three is going down right now isn't that the saddest part I mean he is a player working out I think we were all prepared for that not happening um but his shot he just can't hit a shot right now man that's supposed to be his bread and butter so it's it's the Wancho thing is not working out He's probably going to get traded before the deadline, I would think. One point in 20 minutes. Um, and this is a guy who is talented, was drafted late lotto, obviously a world champion, and had a pretty significant role on that team. So I I thought he'd be a great Jokic player, but maybe a, a change of setting um, will, will, will spark something for him. Yeah, I mean, I still believe in Wancho, but, yeah, it's probably time for Denver to cut bait with him. Right. I mean, unless you can just bring him back on a really cheap deal, which I don't really know if that's possible. Um, yeah, just look four years in and, uh, you know, he's had the injuries, he's had the mono, but, you know, it's overall couldn't be consistent enough, I think, on the yep. offensive end for him. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Tory Craig got in eight minutes today. It's funny, like, that's just a little bit of insight into how deep this team is, right? That you know, Tory Craig is called upon, he's been out of the rotation, but He's a guy who played 20-plus minutes in the playoffs last year, and I can definitely envision him playing 15 to 20 minutes a game in the playoffs this year. So um, also, he was good. Torrey Craig, this isn't a surprise, nothing revelatory. He is so good on the end of the bench, and this is a guy who has lost his spot in the rotation more than once after starting in the playoffs, after playing really well for this team over multiple stretches. First one up to high-five Michael Porter Jr. tonight just about every time. And that's mm-hmm. a guy he theoretically is competing with for minutes. Uh, you just had – Torrey Craig could not be any easier to root for. Hey, DNVR listeners, got to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, self-decreased anxiety – you name it. CBD is all natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. 
All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Harrison Wynn, Brendan Vilt, coming to you after Michael Porter Jr.'s first career start. Really exciting night here at Pepsi Center. So Denver is now setting out on a five-game road trip. We talked about, really over the last couple weeks, how crucial it was to have this great homestand, and Denver did exactly that, 9-1 and one in these last 10 games. Just two of them were on the road, eight of them at home. But they got a five-game road trip at Houston, at Indiana, at the Wizards, at the Hawks, at the Mavs. Oof, man. Do you have a prediction here for what kind of record they can compile over these next five games? Is it... I don't want to be downer, but I'm thinking two and three. Two and three. Because, I mean, you got three really tough games at Houston, at Indiana, at Dallas. You know, all three, like, upper-tier playoff teams. So, at least they avoid any back-to-backs. They'll be fairly rested for those first two. Yeah. But, I mean, the Indiana game, like, that's, I think, maybe a lot of people who, if you're out there and you really only follow the Nuggets, you might not look at that game the way you would Dallas or Houston. But you can easily lose a game in Indiana right now. That team's playing well. Indiana's good. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go 3-2. and two. And I don't have a lot of confidence in three and two. Where does where's that third one? Is it Dallas? <laughs> Is it Indy? You know, I'm gonna say it's Houston. Wow. Clint Capel is a little banged up right now, and Denver. This is going back a bit, but earlier in the season when the Nuggets beat the Rockets at home, it was might be Denver's most impressive win to date. One hundred five ninety five. I was watching Houston and Golden State on Christmas Day, and Golden State was really enacting the same defensive game plan that Denver put out there early in the season to kind of double-team Harden late in the shot clock, make him give up the ball, and make somebody else make a decision. And it seems like a pretty good game plan that a lot of teams have thrown at Houston and found some success with. So I don't know what Capella's status is, but I'll take that third win to come against the Rockets. Man, that would be an incredible kind of turnaround moment. To start the year 2-0 and against Houston, clearly a different Houston team. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, things have been fun here over 9-1, and but subpar competition, I think, for most of it. If you come out and you win that game in Houston, the hype train is officially back on track. Definitely. And I think if you can win that one, then, then yeah, I, I like their chances to go 3-2. and uh, I didn't say this when we were going through the box war, but... Nice night for Mason Plumley tonight. Nine of ten from the free throw line. Mark Nine. Price who? Where's Mark yeah, Price? where's Mark Price? So, yeah, Mason, um, nine of ten. I can kind of only focus on that, to be honest. Yeah. No, I really, I wonder how much credit Mark Price should get for maybe giving him some good habits last year. Yeah, that was a, a quick tenure for Mark Price. In and out. 15 and six him. for Plumley though. Two assists. Uh, a really good night for him, and um, you know, he's valuable to this team definitely as a backup setter. He's had a nice couple games here, I thought. Yep, absolutely, and I think timely good games for him because his his stock was kind of low, I think, with the fan base. But he's been good. All right, well, anything else you got before we get out of here? I mean, one twenty, one fifteen, the Nuggets over the Kings tonight didn't make it easy, but a win is a win, and. Denver keeps piling up those W's. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to, to talking to you and talking to you in 2020. Yeah, and um, 
and some New Year's resolution time. Actually, we got to do a pod tomorrow night, don't we? New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Nuggets? Yeah, we'll think about We'll think on it. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all the time we got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you then. Hey guys, before we get out of here, Total Beverage is giving the DNVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to 75 bucks. Use code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Make sure you download it today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, all the way from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest price in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, from drinks to gummies. You can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to $75. Better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered.